0: You are now listening to Pursuit Cast, the official podcast of Pursuit NYC. May it be an encouragement to you today and stir your soul for revival. Hey everyone, uh, thank you for tuning in once again to another episode of Pursuit Cast. And we have a very special episode for you guys today. Uh, we are recording this in Redding, California. In Bethel Church, and we have Pastor Tom Crandall here with us today. Hey, Pastor Tom, how are you? Hey, hey, hey. I'm good. How are you guys? Good. good. Uh, enjoying our time here. Yeah. And uh, thank you for taking time out of your schedule yeah. to hang out with us and meet with us here today. Yeah. Um, if, I guess if you could kind of share a little bit about who you are and mm-hmm. what you do for our listeners. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm the
1: director of Young Saints, which is the youth ministry here at Bethel Church. And, um, I've been a youth pastor for over 15 years, full-time, and uh, I was born and raised in Salt Lake City, Utah, Wow! so very different upbringing. I was never uh, Mormon, but got saved as a kid, you know, and uh, met Christ when I was a child, and uh, my teenage years, just trying to figure out life, walked away from God, and about 18 years old, I was um, pursuing God. I, I began to pursue God and just... Come back to the Lord and encountered the Lord and never looked back. So that's uh, amazing. Yeah, I I just I burn to see young people encounter Jesus mm. and uh, discover who they are, so they can come alive and, yeah. and 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 fulfill the purpose of God on their lives in this. Come on. So
0: yeah, could you tell us? I mean. Um, even with the the name of your youth ministry Young Saints I mean yeah. I love it. I yeah. like I follow you guys on social media so uh-huh. uh, how did you even guys come up with that name? Like what was the vision? How did that spark in you? Yeah, you know it's funny um
1: how it happened. Uh, years ago I heard Chris Falton preach a message called basically we're no longer sinners but we're saints. Mm. And um it changed my life because I'd heard all my life in church that we're sinners saved by grace, that, you know, you're still a sinner. And so it was confusing to me um, trying to figure out my own heart, my own thoughts with this message. And, um, And Chris really helped bring clarity to a lot of questions that I'd had, and basically it's, you you know, we're we're taught you're all sinners saved by grace, but it is a biblical error Mm -hmm. to actually tell a Christian you're still a sinner that's saved by grace. I was a sinner. I was a born sinner, and I was good at sinning, Mm -hmm. but when I met Christ, my sin nature died with Him on the cross, and it's baptism. I died with Christ. I was buried with Him in a watery grave and was resurrected in the newness of life, and so... I don't have a deceitful heart that's wicked and I can't know it Yeah, because according to Jeremiah, that's speaking to the old man that died with Christ. My new man on the inside is the new nature of Jesus, which is why when I got born again, I went from wanting to lie to wanting to tell the truth. I had a desire to please God and do what was good. And what that is, what God calls that, is the nature of a saint.
0: Yeah, come on. And
1: so when I realize, oh, I'm a saint, that's who God says I am, I'm a new creation, not kind of a new creation. Mm-hmm. And what that means is, you know, when I face temptation or different thoughts that, uh, that, you know, tempt me, I can recognize that's actually not my identity. Yeah, That is not who I am. That is the enemy trying to get me to turn back into a sinner. And if I believe that I am still a sinner... Uh, then I'll sin by faith. Yeah, oh, that's good. And so it's like we got to believe the truth about ourselves. Two, two most important questions everybody's asking, and the, the most important questions we can answer Who is God? Who am I? Yeah. And, you know, who is God? God looks like Jesus, man. If you can't find your revelation of God in the person of Jesus, you need to keep looking. You need need to look to Jesus, and then who am I? You know, if we're still telling people, or we're listening to voices telling us that you're still a sinner, you dirty dog, you should come to church and just repent every week. You know, then uh, we're actually believe lies about ourselves, Mm -hmm. and it's impossible to have a relationship with a God that you think is mad at you. Yeah. And so his you know, wrath was poured out on the cross. And, and so that whole message, of the, it's the message of the gospel. That, like I'm, I'm not trying to die to myself. I'm dead. Yeah, I died 2,000 years ago. Romans tells me over 40 times huh. I died with Christ. Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. Mm-hmm. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Yeah. And it's so the life I now live. I, and I now live. I live by faith in the Son of yeah. God who loved me and gave himself for me. So that's the message of the gospel. So how it happened? How we we got called Young Saints? I pulled a, a team of creatives together. I've been praying into the name change. I knew we were going to uh, shift it. I felt like there was a new season coming, but God wasn't speaking to me. I couldn't see what it was. So I pulled a group of uh, creatives together and just said, "Look, guys, let's just seek the Lord. Here's what I want it to look like. I want it to speak revival, identity, who Jesus is, you know." And one of the people on our team, one of the guys on our team, had a vision where he was—he just left school of ministry and he had a vision in his mind where a kid walked up to somebody else in his mind and said hey are you going to Young Saints tonight? Wow. And he was like yeah. So we came and we were having a meeting and he he said I got the name Young Saints and at first I was like I don't know. Okay I I felt the presence of God Mm. on it. I felt like God was saying something and uh couldn't quite figure it out at first I was kind of scared because I was like Saints is that like Catholic <laughs> you know yeah that's I don't know you know I've had a whole bunch a whole bunch of different thoughts but then it was just like in that conversation we really feel like God was saying mm. it's time to take that word back for the body of Christ and wow. actually declare over a generation who God says they are yeah and unless we know who we are we won't step into who God calls us to be mm. so we took it on, and it just "Young Saints" is catchy. It's cool, you know. It could be a football team. It could be whatever. I mean,
0: yeah. So it's. I love worked. it. I love it. That's, that's a really long it. answer to say it worked for us. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> awesome. There's just so much theology and truth in there. So, mm-hmm. um, maybe you could tell us a little bit about your story as well. You talked about how. You grew up. Yeah. You ran from the Lord, and at yeah. eighteen, you just started pursuing God. Like, how did God call you into yeah, ministry and and even youth ministry? You know, like yeah. have a heart for this generation. Like, what was the the process. genesis and process for you in that? Yeah, um, you know,
1: when I got radically saved at eighteen, going on nineteen, um, I, I I walked up front of the church and said, "God, I'm here," and I felt His presence just overshadow me. Mm. and I felt like liquid love was going right through me and just pierced me and I heard him say three words I'm cleansing you Wow! and I got up I had snot hanging from my face (laughs) to the floor I was weeping my face off and I got up just transformed and I knew something was different and from that moment on I had a passion to just fully give myself to see people encounter the love of God like I did and um and I didn't know what it was going to look like. I just be began to immediately, like, hit the streets and go do evangelism on the streets. And I got a guitar and began to sing and worship God in my bedroom. And that turned into leading worship for a little while. And and uh, I just knew I, I couldn't just work a regular job and be happy with my life. For me, and this isn't for everybody, but for me, I, I, I just wanted to give my life full time for the gospel. One day I was... Um, reading my Bible, I was reading, um, Isaiah chapter six. I don't even remember how I got onto this, but I was, you know, an, a new believer and I read Isaiah where he said, um, in the year the King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted mm. up in the train of his robe, filled the temple. And, and then I, he, he said, I, woe was me? I'm a man yeah. of unclean lips. And an angel came and grabbed an alt, a, a coal off the altar and touched his lips and said, now you're clean.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, And then he heard the angel say, who will go for us? Whom will I send? Mm. And Isaiah said, send me, Lord, I'll go. And right there when I read that, something leapt off the page in my spirit. Just like, I mean, the easiest way to describe it at the moment was I got really excited. And I just said, yes, God, send me. I'll go anywhere. Mm. Remember that, just that moment. And then I just felt just adrenaline, you know. I don't know how else to say it. And, uh, yeah, moved on with my day. Didn't (laughs) know what happened, right? Yeah. Really practical easy and and just I just had a burning passion to give my life full time I never heard God call me into the ministry mm. I never heard him say Tom I've called you to full time youth ministry or speak to me in that way I just couldn't live not doing it Mm. it was my passion and i would wonder sometimes god did you call me i hear people i hear about some people like an angel showing up or a dream or and i think that's awesome i just i never got that and i found out later neither did bill johnson Mm. i think many times we're sitting around waiting for a call when god already said go Mm, that's good so for me it was just like i uh this is just what i I want to do with my life Mm. so i begin to go and just Pour out my life for whoever was in front of me. Mm. And um, the Lord spoke to me years ago. He said, before you preach to the thousands at one time, you're going to preach to the one thousands of times. Wow. So I just began to go for it. Wow, come on. And uh, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, became a youth leader. And, and, and just kept doing what was in front of me. And I started doing evangelism a lot more. And then led worship for a youth group and then the door opened up uh to go be a youth pastor in a different state and i just looked at my wife and i said i feel like that's where of my favorites at. you know i like young people i love young people and i'm, I'm good with kids mm. so i started there that was 15 years ago and um you know i really i'm an evangelist by nature i just i love to preach the gospel. I love to see people get saved and I love to empower others to do the yeah. same and equip the saints to do that. And if you logically look at it, most people get born again before 18 years old. Mm. So as an evangelist, I'm like, man, I'm in my sweet spot. This yeah. is where I'm supposed to be. Let's. So, That's great. But yeah, How did you um, come to Bethel Church? I was a youth pastor in Salt Lake City and uh Uh, we're seeing just revival break out in our youth ministry. It's a a great little church there in Utah. And, um, we came here to Reading for a Jesus Culture Outpourings Conference, which is like a youth pastor's school, Mm -hmm. connected with Banning Liebster there, who was, he's the director of Jesus Culture. And, um, and Banning, and, and I just connected. And uh, stayed connected ever since then. And we began to have just lots of different signs and wonders happen in our youth ministry there in Salt wow. Lake. And people getting healed and saved and words of knowledge flowing and, and the power of God. It was just awesome. And um, in 2010, we began to feel a stir in our hearts like a change was coming. We'd been there for five years. Mm-hmm. And um, I would said to my wife... And to my associate, I could never be a youth pastor for anybody else unless it was Bill Johnson. (laughs) And I was kind of kidding because, I mean, I've been receiving from Bill since 2004, Mm -hmm. reading his books. And my heart's been burning for revival since the 90s uh, because I went to a a revival school down in Pensacola, Florida. And... um, and so we were like, ever since then, we've burned for revival. Yeah. Since 1997, the Brownsville Revival down there in Florida. We went to our school ministry there. And um, so in reading Bill's stuff, we were just like, this is, we have no plan B. This is it. Yeah. And so um, he was the, giving the language to what our hearts were crying for. Sure. And so um, I had a dream. In 2010, that summer, the, that I introduced Bill to my church. And in the dream, he's up on stage, long story short. He looks at me and nods like, follow me. Walks off the stage, walks out of the church. And we were instantly in Bethel's bookstore. Mm. So I go to my pastor, and I, I tell him about that dream on a Friday night. And we were at a prayer meeting, and said, "Hey, I just had this crazy dream. I don't know what this means." And he was like, "All right, let's pray into it." Well, what I didn't know was Banning Leipscher had called my pastor that same day. I told him about the dream, wow, and said, "Hey, I'd be interested to interview Tom to possibly be Bill Johnson's next youth pastor." And um, he called, pulled me in the office, and told me about that on Monday. He couldn't tell you right there. (laughs) No, he didn't tell me. (laughs) So he just called me on Monday in the office told me about it and so yeah then we we interviewed here and and uh, moved out October 12th 2010 cool so I remember when we when when Bill hired us um flying home on the plane and I I literally was so overwhelmed by the presence of God that I began to shake on the mm. plane just under his goodness because wow our hearts had burned for revival for so long and I've been here for almost, it'll be eight years this October now. Yeah. And um, just God knows how to weave your life together to fulfill yeah. your dreams. It's amazing. You just do 100% for the
0: Lord what's in front of you. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. What would you say are um, some of the challenges you face in, you know, mobilizing youth, getting youth, you know, uh, motivated or, or even the message that, that you're carrying for this ministry of you know this is your identity you know yes. you're a saint like what are yeah. some of the challenges and and how do you overcome them yourself and, and trying to lead them mo- because our heart is to you know give the same message equip and empower young people and yeah. I know a lot of people who, who are listening are, are youth pastors or leaders themselves yeah. And, yeah. And, and you know what would you say from your experience in that you know probably some of the greatest challenges
1: gosh. It's like, which category do you <laughs> Yeah. Uh, just the fact that they're teenagers yeah, is a challenge in itself, right? Yeah, totally. I think some of the greatest challenges I've faced have been my own mindsets that I had to renew. Wow. Because, um, for example, like, I used to think, man, kids these kids just are not hungry for God. They're mm. just checked out. And the Lord spoke to me one day and said, that's not true. All kids, all people are actually hungry for God. Wow. It's just their hunger right now is consumed in pain Mm. or in what other people think about them. But they're still hungry for me. And so it shifted my focus and my belief system, uh, and I began to see more fruit increase as a result. So most of my challenges have come from an unrenewed mind Mm. in my own self. And so it's been a journey of just... um, learning how to get the right declarations to make my, to bring my mind into a victorious place Yeah. Uh, so that I can see breakthrough. I'm sure. There's other challenges, you know, like it's transient culture, kids come and go, um, raising up leaders, different stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's, it's having victorious mindsets, learning how to steward hope for my own life, you know, uh, uh, you know, that's, just, you know learning how to do that in my, my book your life speaks I really talk mm. about that in renewing your belief systems and um, and how to um, how to have just the right belief systems that help yeah. you overcome mm. obstacles challenges uh, how to overcome discouragement every pastor or leader who's ever trying to do anything for God yeah. is going to face discouragement for sure so you've got to have a plan on how to get out of discouragement. I can't, I can't afford to stay discouraged. I have to stay full of courage. Mm. So, you know, there's an obstacle right there. Gosh, I, I go to youth service and all of a sudden my youth group split in half. I mean, there's, if there's a bunch of kids that are gone, that hasn't happened here. But, like, if all of a sudden a bunch of kids are yeah. gone or um, just, just things happen that can discourage you, um, that's where challenges have come from. And I've learned that learning how to live with courage... Is more of a choice mm. um, than it is a, a circumstance, because because like if I focus on what's not happening, I'll get discouraged. But if I focus on what God is doing, which He's always moving, then I'll be encouraged.
0: Yeah, come on. So
1: belief system. This is funny. God's just not moving here because I'm not at Bethel. <laughs> God's not moving here because I'm in California or New York. Or mm-hmm. God's not moving here because I'm in a, this type of church. And it's just like, no, actually, God's moving everywhere. Mm. And if you'll rest and renew your belief that God is moving, you'll recognize what he's doing, and then you can partner with what he's doing, and then you'll begin to see breakthrough. Mm. And many times, God answers with seeds rather than trees. We want tree. God heal the sick <laughs> and the Lord says first and he gives you a seed and he gives you the word that says by his stripes we are healed mm. so we gotta take the seed and do something with it. anyways so it's re- been renewing my my beliefs Yeah. most of my challenges have come from my own brain wow <laughs> that's
0: good but that's where the biggest breakthroughs have come for sure well, that's good I mean yeah, I, I, I don't remember exactly who said this but it's kinda like the biggest barrier to your next level is your own self-talk Yeah, and it's lies so that you true. tell yourself because of your experience or what you've been, you know, whatever it might be, but yeah, that's amazing. Um, that's good, yeah, yeah at, at our ministry at pursuit, uh-huh. our vision is revival or bust. That's our vision. State. Yeah. Come on. And, uh, we just it. want to see revival and, and nothing else. Like we, that's all we want to do. That's all we want to wow. see. So everything we do, even this podcast mm. is to fuel, revival because nothing else will do yeah and someone who's been burning for revival since you know brownsville and toronto and all that yeah how would you personally define that word revival i know it has a lot of baggage and and people have different definitions but how would tom crandall personally define revival yeah i would say it just simply means something dead coming alive come on
1: you know and jesus is whatever jesus touches comes alive
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's pretty much it <laughs> yeah so i mean that's kind of what we want to do and and see and um you know how that's great vision yeah how would you go on you know because i think you kind of said it too where you know people can say oh man it's so easy to experience god because you're at bethel and yeah you know i don't need bethel music on my I- I- iphone i you know they're right here. Uh, what would you say to someone like that where they want to see revival but they're kind of limited by maybe resources or limitations they want to see jesus bring the dead to life but you know how can they go about you know fueling themselves you know apart from you know renewing the mind like you said sure sure you know uh none of us were created to burn alone mm.
1: you know one time i was i was uh, in my backyard it was a campfire with my daughter and i had there was a bunch of coals together and i took a red coal and i took it out of the fire and it went dark and she what are you doing? Says, what happened to that coal? it went dark how do we get it hot again? we gotta put it back in the fire mm. put it back in the fire and it got red hot again and so I'd say you gotta you gotta surround yourself with people that are burning and um, you, you can't burn alone you can surround yourself with people that are burning you know go on a trip together come to Bethel or go to somewhere where there's the, where God is moving and, and you know Wise men still travel, as Bill Mm. would say. And and then get resources and just start burning together and um, start taking risk. Mm. I think many times we're waiting for God to move and we have belief systems that need renewed. We're waiting for God to do something when really God's just waiting for us to act. Mm. I think the reason, I heard somebody say one time, the reason... uh, we have the Book of Acts is because the apostles acted. Mm-hmm. Come on. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say get get some, go to a, a Jesus Culture event. You can come to our Young Saints Youth Conference this year in October. We've got Runhart Bonke coming and awesome. Michael Kuliannis, and we're going to be at the Civic Center, and there'll be a couple thousand crazy teenagers <laughs> and young adults just burning for God. And you go to something like that, you just it just marks you. You're just not the same. Yeah, and. uh, and and I would just say, start taking risk. Start praying for people, and st- you are you are a carrier of revival. Mm. And everywhere you go, you you carry it. I was just in the mall uh, in Salt Lake City, Utah. We did a mission trip, and I got to lead six people to Christ in wow. in about an hour. It was unbelievable, <laughs> but it was because of the power of God. It wasn't because I'm I'm gifted or whatever it was. I got words of knowledge for people. One guy I saw he had a chain around his neck and like a big gold chain and I said bro nice chain and he's like thanks man and and, uh, and I said kind of reminds me of like sometimes we have chains of fear and anxiety in our lives and Jesus never intended for us to have that and I just began to share the gospel and he's totally engaged and then I got a word of knowledge that um I said you know I just got a sense that you just went through a bad breakup and you have a broken heart from a girl is that true and he goes yeah it is true I would never met this guy yeah. I just met him and I said, and then I, I saw the name, I saw an A, and it kind of looked like Amber. And I was like, Amber, is that right? Does it start with an A? And he goes, it's not Amber, but it started with an A. How did you know that? Uh-huh. So he's freaked out. He's like, how do you know this about me? And, um, and I said, the God who knows your entire life lives in me and is telling me what's going on in you. Wow. To show you that he's real. So right there, he, he prays, gives his life to Jesus, encounters God, and then texts me later and says, I'm shocked. You shocked me. God is real. Mm. And, uh, and he just got revived. The next day, he texts me, I'm going to church tomorrow. Come Today on. is day one sober. I mean, <laughs> like, he texts me a picture of the church service he's at. Like, he got awakened mm. in an encounter, but it was through the power of God yeah. and the preaching of the cross and coming to Christ, you know, and, and, and so revival, man, I carry it. You carry revival everywhere you go. You ever walk past somebody and all of a sudden you get a thought for him, take a risk on it. Yeah. You know, or if you don't have any thoughts, you just look at somebody and say, just looking for what's highlighted on you. You know, like one guy looked at it and said, Hey, nice, nice watch, man. And then I'm waiting for the next word. It's like a tissue box. You know, you've got a <laughs> tissue box. One, There's one word there, and you you pull it. And then the next one is there. And you pull it, and the next one is there. You just start taking risk. I mean, you're carrying revival. You're carrying the kingdom of God, the presence of Come God on. in you. And when you go somewhere, you leak. You drink the presence, and you leak. And you he just gets on mm-hmm. the people that are around you because he wants to awaken the world. And Come he's,
0: on. he's waiting for us to let him out. So. Yeah, that's amazing. Can you... Uh, pray for our listeners because I feel like, like you yeah. so you carry that. Yeah. And I feel like even now, if you could impart and activate in prayer for the people who are listening. Yeah, I'd love to.
1: Yeah, just put your hands out right there like you're going to receive a gift because the Holy Spirit's right there in your car. He's right there in your bedroom, your park. And, oh, um, yeah. we just thank you. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is right there. Yeah. And, the Lord, I just. I just pray right now for just your presence to just come and touch and saturate their hearts and minds right now. Wow, yeah. Yeah, just breathe on their hearts. I just declare courage over your hearts to believe that God wants to flow through you and in you to touch the world around you. And right now, I just release just the presence of God, the burning heart of Jesus to just flow through you in Jesus' name. I just just declare courage over your heart. Take courage. You've got what it takes. Christ lives inside of you yeah and we just right now I just break every lie in Jesus name Amen. that would try and attach itself to your faith to tell you you, you know to, to try to to try to keep you locked and paralyzed in shame or your past, you know you've messed up too much or or whatever I just declare over you it's by grace you've been saved. it's by the, the love of God, it's grace that you are standing. and uh Lord, we just declare the mind of Christ over every person listening right
0: now. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. How can our listeners connect with you on social, uh, Young Saints? Yeah. Uh, what are some of your usernames and handles? Totally. Uh, you can just search my
1: name on Instagram, Tom Crandall, and I should pop up there. Um, yeah, you can find me on Bethel.com. YoungSaints.com is our Young Saints is our youth ministry and movement. And. Um, I'm on Twitter, but I don't do it much. Yeah, I'm mostly on Instagram. I don't Instagram. See most
0: people do anymore. <laughs> I know.
1: I have a Facebook account that I check like maybe once a month. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm on Facebook too. but yeah.
0: So, I mean, we'll have all the links up for people to check out. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for taking time You're and welcome. sharing your heart and activating and imparting yeah. listeners too. So, You're welcome. Uh, thank you everyone for tuning in. Stay tuned for another episode uh, coming soon. God bless. Thank you for listening to PursuitCast. For more information on the Ministry of Pursuit NYC, please visit us on the web at www.pursuitnyc.org. Revival or bust.